This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. I want to thank everybody who has listened to A's Cast Live. Our first week has been absolutely fantastic, and we're going to make it even better each week. We're giving away two diamond-leveled seats. You're going to need to know the code words, and the code words are careless whisper. Whoever wins, congratulations and enjoy it because A's Cast Live wants to give all of you a wonderful experience here at the ballpark. But make sure you download A's Cast powered by TuneIn. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And Mike Fires has thrown his second no-hitter. And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back! It's one out. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From the opener to launch angles to clutch moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Welcome to Major League Baseball history, A's fans. As you are the only team in MLB history to have a streaming station with not only streaming 24-7 A's, but also a live show, A's Cast Live. We'll be doing this before every single game, giving you the show, giving you the content you have always wanted as an A's fan. This is a really big day for a lot of us. Troy Smith, the VP of Marketing, off to my left. Thank you so much. Matt Pearl, the Director of Performance Marketing and Broadcasting. For all of you guys making this happen, for us A's fans, this is something that I wanted to bring to you years ago, but I wasn't allowed to. That was the plan. When I first set it up, God, that would have been uh, almost 10 years ago, but wasn't allowed to do it. And then once I left the old station and went to work for the A's, We knew we'd have the possibility of doing something great. Little did I know that we would now be live before games. We started this on opening day. And because we did such a good job on opening day, that A's management realized we need more of this. And I've been hinting to a lot of people that this was going to go down like this, that that there was something special coming, and I just couldn't tell you. But we've been talking about this for a while now, and we are doing this for one group. We're doing it for you, the A's fans. This is for you. It's for nobody else. You finally are getting catered to the way you deserve to be catered to. You're the customer. We've listened, and we want to take care of you, the customer. So tell everybody you know. Tell everybody they need to download A's Cast and that they need to get the TuneIn app, and they're going to get all the A's baseball you can possibly get. Plus... It's about Major League Baseball. We're baseball people. We're going to be talking about all the teams in Major League Baseball. So, for example, what you're going to hear today, Bob Melvin, the Bob Melvin Show, will be here every single week. Our first guest is going to be Bob Melvin. Why? Because Bob Melvin really is the guy that turned this whole thing around. If you remember what it was like before Bob Melvin... It was misery. And Bob Melvin turned this franchise around. The reason why this club was in the playoffs in 12, 13, 14 last year is because the leadership, a man who's been the manager of the year three times. So you're going to hear him every single week. David Forst, who's one of the best general managers in all of the game, he will be here on Thursday. You're gonna, this is where you're going to get the Bob Melvin Show and the David Force Show. And a lot of times, it will be live. I've recently run into Billy Bean, and Billy Bean said, yeah, I'll come on with you. You're going to hear from Billy Bean, one of the greatest executives to have ever lived. And when I talk about Major League Baseball, Mark Gubazaw hopefully is going to have time today. He was a 
great pitcher for the Kansas City Royals, has been doing television for the Angels. Mark Gubazaw, hopefully, is going to join us here in a little bit. As I said, we're going to talk about everybody. We're going to talk about all the teams. And then we have something really special for you on the very first A's Cast Live. Matt Chapman and Matt Olson are in the same hitting group in BP. When they are done, they are going to come over, and we're going to have both of them at the same time. This is what I've been talking about, the access to players and to the manager and to the coaches and to players on the other team and executives that nobody in baseball has. So right now, if you are here and you're looking down at the dugout, the A's dugout, we're just outside of the A's dugout right next to the camera well. So we're going to be bringing people over every single game. We're going to get Trevino and Trinan on Thursday, uh, Friday from the field. The type of access to your players and the beauty of this whole thing right now is we're not launching A's Cast Live and the A's are five games under 500. And we're going to force feed you A's content. The beautiful thing is your team is the hottest team in baseball. Your team is a national story right now in baseball. As the A's, you look at the run. I went up to Seattle, and that's the last time I interviewed Bob. And when I went up to Seattle, the A's lost that night. They lost 4-3. to three. They were 19-25, fifth place, nine and a half games back. It wasn't good. Let's be honest. Since then, the A's are now 29-25 and 25 after yesterday's win, 8-5. to five. And they went from nine and a half back and being in fifth place to being in second place, six and a half games back. And, oh, yeah, guess who's coming to town? That is the first place Houston Astros. We will talk to Bob Melvin about that. I always have that little joke because he's good friends with Jim Harbaugh. Iron sharpens iron. And you're going to get a shot at the Houston Astros when the A's are red hot. And when I talked to Bob on May 14th up at Safeco Field, we were talking about, hey, you know, the hitting is not going with the pitching, and the pitching's not starting, starting pitching's not going with the bullpen. You know, the one constant that's been great has been the defense. But everything else just wasn't clicking. Well, now everything's clicking. And that's what happens when you have a 10-game, really should be an 11-game winning streak. As we have talked so much about the game in Detroit, the final game of the four-game set where they led 5-3, to three, but the rain came. So it could be an 11-game winning streak. So it's going to be fun to talk to Bob Melvin about that. It's going to be fun to talk uh, to Matt Olson and Matt Chapman about that. And then also to... Towards the end of the program today, we're going to talk to Dave Cavill. And it's been a while since we've talked to Dave Cavill, but all Dave Cavill's been doing is winning all these votes. And what is it like right now for the new stadium? And that is going to be fun to talk to Dave because a lot has happened since the last time we spoke. And Dave is doing everything he can to get you, me, us, all a new stadium. Whether he's here in the Bay Area, whether he's up in Sacramento, he's going, he's going everywhere. He, he's a tireless guy trying to make it happen. So where are we in the process? We will get our update from Dave Cavill a little bit later. Now, this will be a little bit different. It's not like your traditional radio show. Because of the way the technology is, we will not be taking phone calls as of now. The way you, we will be able to interact with you, like phone calls, will be our text line. Our text line is 510-897-1322. It's the same thing that we use for the post-game show, for the call-ins, 510-897-1322. You can also reach out to me on Twitter, at Townsend Radio. There's a lot of different you – can, you can go to our A's Cast Twitter site. We'll be taking questions. So whatever questions you may have. Like if you do have questions for Matt Olson or you have one for Chapman or you have one for Bob or Cavill, send it to one of those sources and that will be the way you're able to interact with us and we will answer the questions. But this show is designed for not only A's fans, but it's designed for baseball fans. 
I understand a lot of stuff is going on in the Bay Area. The Sharks run just ended. The Golden State Warriors are about to start the NBA Finals. But soon those finals will be over, and everybody's going to look up, and it's summertime, and it's going to be, okay, what's going on in baseball? And the A's, the A's are, the, the A's are a story. And there's so many good stories within the story of the Oakland Athletics. The power is back. They've hit 30 home runs in the last 13 games. And you just think about how good Matt Chapman has been, how big Matt Olson has been coming back for this team and solidifying first base, how this team is on a hitting streak without their number one power hitter in Chris Davis. We will get that update on Chris Davis from Bob Melvin. And hopefully we'll have Chris while he's uh, getting back. We will have him on this show. But the beauty of it is, as I'm looking around right now, as Ray Fossey's talking to Chad Pender, uh, Ryan Christensen is chatting with Ken Korak, all of these names, all these people, as Marcus Simeon's walking down the left field line, the access that we're going to have to all these players on a daily basis is going to be second to none. And that's what really excites me about the opportunity. And we'll still be doing shows on the road. So this is just not going to be like we're going to be doing a couple shows. We're going to be going Monday through Friday and to give you a look into what's going on with your athletics. As I look down the left field line and Liam Hendricks is throwing a bullpen, this is stuff that everybody doesn't get to see. But you're going to get to see it. You're going to get to hear it. And we're going to have it for you Monday through Friday. And we're going to take this all the way in to the final games of the season. And then... We're going to have the off-season programming. The off-season programming, a hot stove league show. Talk about the winter meetings. Talk about everything that's going on in baseball. Talk about all the moves that are happening in baseball. So this is going to be a show that's going to be for you and the A's year-round. Commander Cody is a man that I worked with for years over at the old station. He's a big baseball guy. He's an A's fan. I brought him here because he's a man that I trust. This is a big thing for us. You know, I, I, I truly see this as a legacy move. And, Cody, introduce yourself. Tell the fans about your background and why you're excited to be a part of really this historic moment, A's Cast Live on A's Cast, the first streaming live show in Major League Baseball. I believe that this is huge because I believe streaming is the future in Major League Baseball. We're, doing, we're the first team to do this in baseball. And, uh, I've worked. I've been working at Sports Radio for a little over six years, and you know, coming over to the A's as an A's fan, this is a dream come true. I told myself if I ever got a job offer working in Major League Baseball, I would take it. I'm reunited with you. We started the Chris Townsend Show, and here we are again, five years later, pretty much back working together now with the Oakland A's. I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, it was funny. It was like I thought I was out, out of talk radio, and I'm right back in it, baby. You got a nice break. You got a nice couple <laughs> yeah, month break. I got a couple month break, but it, the thing that why we both worked at another station, we came here. And when I talked to you about making the change and when Matt Pearl talked about me making the change was doing something that's never been done before. You know, I've been at talk radio for over 20 years. I got tired of it. I got tired of doing the same thing over and over again. The reason why Cody and I are here for UA's fans is the new challenge. We wanted the new challenge. And the new challenge is to do something that I think years from now, people are going to look back, and every team is going to be doing this. Every team will have this, no matter what the app is. But they're going to be looking, saying, you know who did it first? It's going to be those Oakland A's guys. The guys have done a lot of first things in the history of Major League Baseball, dating back to Philadelphia, to what you saw in Kansas City, to what you've seen here. The A's have always, Connie Mack, Charlie Finley, have always been at the forefront of baseball, and we're carrying on that tradition with the Oakland A's here in 2019. It's a, it's a very exciting time, and you're right. We've seen everything that the A's have done over time with Moneyball and you know last year with both the, um, the, the run they went on to come back. And even 2012, that was an incredible year. That was my first year living here in the Bay as I'm from Pittsburgh, so you know coming out here to relocate. Uh, it's a great time to be part of this organization, and I couldn't be more excited to be back with you and, and you know, doing Ace Cast Live for fans who've been wanting this content for years. I was right there with you. I know I was getting those texts, those tweets, those calls about how we, you know, we need, we want more baseball. We want, a, we want Ace Talk, and we now we have a platform to give it to the fans. And now it's time for you, Ace fans, to do your part. Help us grow this. Help us grow this thing into a monster. If you're listening today, obviously you have Ace Cast. 
you have AceCast powered by TuneIn. You have the TuneIn app. Help your friends get it. I, I, I've been telling everybody, come see me in the treehouse. If your friends don't know how to do it, come see me in the treehouse. I'll put it on your phone for you because there are so many people who want this, but they're having a hard time getting it. So if you're an A's fan and you're listening, tell your friends. Tell them how to do it or have them come see me in the treehouse. Your two gold glove winners and the platinum gold glove winner are going to be stopping by here to talk to us on A's Cast Live. And this is what's so sweet about what we're doing is the fact that we can have him over right after BP and bring him on. Chappie, how you doing? Good, how are you? We are doing wonderful. How much fun are you guys having with this streak? Uh, I would say a lot of fun. It's definitely uh, a lot of fun. It feels a lot like last year, and I just hope we keep it rolling. I need to apologize to, to Mr. Olson, Matt Olson here, because I had him on in Tokyo, and then that was the game he hurt his hamate bone. I don't want, want you ever to think that this is a jinx here. No, it was your fault. <laughs> how are you doing, and how are you feeling? I'm good. Um, you know, I, I told everybody when I came back that, you know, I, I was going to be 100% when I came back, and I had the guys telling me to, you know, take it slow, chappy, and, you know, the guys who have gone through hand injuries before, and, uh, yeah, now that I'm back, I feel fine. Good to go. You know, I talked to Bob Melvin earlier today about, you know, how much fun you guys have. And that's what we really saw with 97 wins last year. And as you just said, you're starting to feel those vibes that you had last year. Because once you guys hit June, you took off. I think the great thing now is that you're doing it in May and not wait until June. Yeah, I, I hope that, that that is the case. Because last year, you know, we, we were kind of playing, you know, 500 baseball up until June. And then things took off and we never looked back. So kind of has that feeling right now. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot of work that has to be done. But we have the experience and we know what we got to do to get where we want to be. And I think that... Um, we just have to keep that confidence, but just keep working hard and not get complacent. You know, this is really a historic day because what we're doing right now, nobody else in Major League Baseball has ever done this. We're doing a live show that's streaming. No one else is allowed to have an A's cast on TuneIn. So you two guys, we really appreciate you stopping by because I think soon all 30 teams will have this, but we're the only team that gets to do it. And we'll all look back someday and say, wow, this was a historic day in Major League Baseball. The first one. So when I think about Matt Olson coming back, what does that mean for you defenders having him come back and what he allows, like especially for you and Marcus, that you can take some chances because he's so great at digging the baseball out? 100%. Um, I mean, just look at our record ever since we've had him back. I mean, he's so important to our team, uh, just his presence in the lineup and on defense. And, I mean, the amount of balls he takes away from the four-hole, the double plays that he gets turned at first base, and then – Every infielder has confidence to throw to him, um, and you can, you can, you know, even if the guy might be safe or whatever it is on a bang bang play, you're not afraid to chuck it over there because you know he's going to make a play. So it's just great to have him back, and I mean, the proof's in the pudding. Look at our record. I was watching you earlier today, and you were you were bunting, and you've been getting some bunt hits. I absolutely <clears throat> love that. And do you think you do it enough? They're going to have to change how they they defend you with all the different shifts. Uh, you know, we'll see how they adjust to it. Uh, that's obviously the end goal. Yeah. I, would, I would love to, you know, be able to be a little out front and roll a ball over into the four hole for a hit. But, um, <laughs> you know, obviously the the statistics are there and they're playing me there for a reason, um, you know, because I, I do hit balls in that four hole a lot. So, um, you know, we'll just have to see what they do. You know, even if it opens up the six hole for me, an extra pitch, you know, a lot of guys would move back with one strike from the guy up front to shortstop. And when I started playing, uh, whoever whoever the last team was in here, they were staying in even with two, even with one strike. So that opens up the six hole for me. And, you know, maybe, maybe one day it'll be back to normal. I noticed it in Detroit when Chris Davis knocked a couple through the right side where second base would be. All of a sudden, they started changing how they defend you. So that's something that can be really big. Is it frustrating, though, when you get up to the plate and you see everybody on the right side? It's not frustrating. Um, you know, I understand why they're doing it. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to, <laughs> to get a couple hits in that four hole or, you know, uh, the balls I hit up the middle get through there. But, uh, you know, I understand why they're doing it. And, you know, I just – I got to take what the defense has given me. I got to be a, a better hitter, more professional hitter, and, and hit it where they're not. 
Chapman Olson with us here on A's Cast Live, and I think about a home run in three straight games. What's going through your mind right now when you're red hot like this and keeping it going? <laughs> I mean, definitely just trying to keep it rolling. Uh, it's nice when we're winning ball games and just not really trying to do too much. I'm just trying to help the team and try and take good at bats and just been lucky enough to drive a few baseballs. I was kind of scuffling there a little bit at the end of the road trip, just tried to make some adjustments and be simple. And hopefully, you know, the success doesn't make me try to do too much. I'm just gonna try and stay within myself and just trying to keep taking team ABs. You make a lot of dramatic plays out there and it's a lot of fun. And I was trying to tell people earlier today watching you you practice these plays, and it's one of the reasons why you're able to make these plays. Definitely. I mean, you can't you can't expect to do something you've never done before. Uh, so I just try to replicate a lot of those plays. But mostly it's just me and Bo Mel trying to one-up each other. He always, <laughs> I, I try to, like, just that last one, I try to go as far over towards shortstop as I could, and he kind of takes offense to it because I tell him he doesn't have enough juice to get it by me. But it's just, like, for fun, but you got to practice those plays. Oh, no doubt about it. And, you know, one thing that – in baseball now, we're talking so much about bullpens, right? And, Matt, I, I, I think about what your starters have done during this streak. It has been absolutely fantastic what your starting pitchers have been able to do as they've helped you win 10 in a row. And your starting pitchers are right now are 8-0 in the last 11 games. Talk about the length and the quality you're getting out of your starters right now. Man, it's been unbelievable. Um, pretty much since we got to Detroit, the guys have been lights out. Um, just putting together really quality starts. Even even when guys are coming out and not having their A stuff, uh, you know, Mengden's last start comes to my head where he was up throwing a lot of pitches. And, you know, I think he threw around 100 pitches in four innings, but he found a way to keep it to one run, kept us in the ball game. And, you know, on days where you might not have your best stuff, to be able to keep us in the game is huge. And these guys have been just putting out quality starts. And you two can talk about this. The guy going tonight, you know, Frankie Montas, when we were down in spring training, we didn't know if he was even going to make the team. And now you think of what he has done for your guys' staff. You can both talk to this. Adding that splitter, he has become your best pitcher. 100%. I mean, he looks like an all-star to me. Uh, just every single time he takes the mound, you, we expect to win the game. I mean, I, obviously we expect to win every game. But when he takes the mound, we feel confident he can go up there and beat anybody. And throws a lot of strikes, works quick has strikeout pitches, but also the ability to get ground balls and gets after it, and he's a competitor, and it's just fun to play behind him. Yeah, I mean, you watch it, you look at his last few years, and, you know, he's kind of bouncing back between AAA here, bullpen, start. Um, for him to be able to, to kind of grind out those years and, and come back this year and, you know, get some good outings under his belt and get that confidence going, I mean, he's a completely different guy on the mound right now. and. Uh, you know, I think there's no question that he's he's one of our guys in the rotation. You know, that's something you and I have talked about because you did that. You were up and down and up and down, and you survived that. Can you ever pull somebody aside and say, hey, this is what I went through, and you can survive that because it is so frustrating? Yeah, it's, you know, it hurts the confidence a little bit. Um, you have to take a step back and, and kind of look at the business side of it and understand. And, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to Barreto before. Um, you know, it's, it's no secret that he's had a, a few stops up and down the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, I just, just wanted to remind him that he's still young and that he's a great player and that obviously the organization still has a ton of faith in him. But, uh, you know, the, the up and down is just how the roster is right now. And he can't do anything about that. All he can do is, is go out and, and control his play on the field wherever it may be. And, um you know, if I ever run across somebody kind of in that same scenario that, that I was going through in 17, I'd try to give them a little insight to, to what I felt during that. Well, I'll tell you, as you guys are trying to build this thing and win on the field, we're trying to do the same thing with this. We're trying to give A's fans the best coverage they've ever had since 1968 when they moved here. And so I can't thank you guys enough for stopping by. This is a big day for a lot of fans who are finally getting their due. They love you guys, but they're finally getting their due. They're getting to hear more from you guys, and the A's are finally going to have the coverage that they deserve. And we appreciate you guys stopping by, and good luck and win number 11 today. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank appreciate you, it, Chris. John Morosi, a good friend of the program. We've had him on for years, and we knew that if we're starting something historic like we're doing here with A's Cast Live on the TuneIn app, we knew we had to have John on to talk about it. John, how are we doing? 
Donna, doing great. Uh, a pleasure to join you, and uh, all the best in your, in your new venture here. Yeah, it, it's it's something really special. We're the only team. We're the guinea pig. We're the only team in Major League Baseball that's allowed to be streaming twenty four seven. We're the only team streaming a live program, and we're going to be on before most games. The night games Monday through Friday, but day games we're going to be on after. And it's really something we're going to look back a couple of years from now, and everybody's going to do it. But what's going to be cool is the A's are going to be the first one that implemented it. Great point, and and to me, Chris, you think about uh, our, our game and how it's evolved over time, and and uh, from from the earliest days on on radio to television, and now uh, all the different ways that we can enjoy our sport. Uh, one thing that we know about the game, and I, I know you know you mentioned the the ball and other things that are part of the the current conversation about it. One of its best attributes, and something that's going to be part of it as long as it's played in this in, in our country is the fact that it does get played every day. It can be enjoyed in any different different manner of, of ways there, media-wise, during the course of the broadcast, whether it's uh, via radio, via streaming, via TV, in person, uh, and, and sort of all these different ways that you have to, to enjoy baseball and the fact that it's there every day. The, the, the power of the daily conversation and the power of the daily enjoyment of the game is a part of the fabric of the sport, and, and then you're bringing it to your to your listeners and into your uh, your fan base, and I think it's awesome. And so uh, glad to be part of it, and, and certainly uh, uh, anywhere baseball is being talked about, uh, Chris, certainly I'm, I'm happy to be part of the conversation. Well, and I think about your career. You know, you think about going from print and then reading you online, and then you're always on the MLB network. Then we see you doing the NHL for Fox. I mean, it's just you have to have multiple platforms to get your brand out there, whether it's an individual deal or it's like a business like baseball that's a good point and i think too you think about uh and it was funny i was i was meeting somebody just today who was just getting into the business and asked, asking for advice on it and and i think that being adaptable to your point is is really important and i've i've always uh, advised young people uh, that are interested in the profession and i hope we've got someone listening to us right now i would always say broaden your horizons uh, both in, in the sports that you can cover and the way that you can cover them. And, and that would mean, uh, yes, uh, online, through television, radio, writing, blogging, uh, microblogging, uh, social media, all of those things. And then certainly expanding via the languages that you can do it in. Uh, if you're an enterprising young person and if you want to, uh, if you want to find a career in this, in this business, uh, find a sport that you love and then learn whatever additional language you can to amplify your standing in that sport. Uh, the, the only thing better than getting paid to cover the sport you love is getting paid to cover the sport you love twice over. Uh, you get paid twice the money if you can do it two different languages. Uh, I've, I've heard uh, P.J. Stock talk about this on the, on the hockey side, that uh, he's now done it in English and French, and he hasn't really brushed up on his French for being a kid, and, and it's worked out great for him it's it's i've been able to do some in spanish on the air uh that's really important it's, it's been a, a great part of uh, of how i enjoy covering the game so I, I would always say to people that are involved in the conversation around the game quite literally listen to the conversation around the game and if it is in a language that you don't know from from the cradle uh i would invite you to learn it because uh, it, it, it allows you to understand it better even if you're just going to only broadcast in your native language uh, it allows you to pick up observations and insights in a different language that make you a better reporter and a better broadcaster in English. So uh, I, I think one of the biggest things is just to find that, that, that new and, and interesting way to tell stories because while, yes, the players are trying to learn it as well, let's not forget their essential job is to play. Our essential job is to communicate. And uh, we should not forget where, when it comes to meeting us halfway, we, sh we should be the ones, Chris, in my estimation, making that extra step because uh, we are the storytellers in that, in that part of the conversation. You know, we've been seeing the ball fly out of the ballpark for the Oakland Athletics. We were back in in your neighborhood in Detroit, and ever since they got hot, I mean, they got 87 home runs. They've hit a home run in nine straight games. I mean, it's just the ball's flying out of the ballpark. Joe Madden came out and said, hey, this is ridiculous. The ball has changed. Does Major League Baseball really need to address this, especially since they're using the ball for the first, the Major League Baseball ball down in AAA? They're seeing record numbers. Do they need to address this? Well, it's a fair question. The ball has clearly evolved, in my 
estimation, I think, in any reasonable assessment of it. Um, it is also true that the ball is legal. Uh, the ball would not be used if it was not a legal ball. So uh, th- there is a range of specifications that a ball can be legal in. Uh, I would imagine that if you were going to take the composition of it and, and various uh, measures of, of friction and the way the seams interact with the air, we are dealing with a ball that's traveling further. We see that. That is that is empirical science. That's not something that's really a question at this point in time, especially when you add in the mining data, as you mentioned, Chris. So to me, it's happening. It's changing. Does Major League Baseball have to get involved? That That is really, to me, a great question. And if and if it does get involved, at what point? do you? To me, the only time that you could credibly say it is, hey, guys, we're getting in a new batch at the All-Star break, uh, just to kind of use a, a natural point, uh, when, when, honestly, the, these balls are being manufactured, and maybe there's a different time of year when, when you would be getting the balls in. I, that, to be honest with you, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying that hypothetically. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a worthwhile conversation. Uh, I don't personally think that baseball has to do anything to change the batch, so to speak. They're legal balls. They're just different. And I think John Lester had a really good point this week uh, talking about it. The ball is the ball. It's, it's legal. It's, it's standard across the sport. And it's his job to get out. And so unless there's going to be a, a, a more comprehensive reckoning, which to me would, would happen after the season is over, it's incumbent on the pitchers and, and the, the, the run preventers to address it. Uh, and, that's, and, and until such time as there's greater clarity on the situation – it's up to the pitchers and, and the catchers to, to make a better plan and, and to adjust. And uh, you've got all these different uh, modes of information, Chris, that help pitchers out. I mean, that they've that the starters have four days to go to school on the on the uh, on the opposing hitters, and, and the hitters have to train for a different pitcher every single day. So there are some built-in advantages to the pitchers. This is not the first time in the game that that it's evolved, uh, either in the favor of the hitter or the pitcher. That's just part of the game's history. So it's now up to the pitchers and the the, the pitching coaches and the, the advanced scouts to find a way to adjust because clearly it seems the ball is, is livelier than usual this year. John Morosi from Fox Sports and the MLB Network joins us here on A's Cast Live with Chris Townsend. Always great to have him on. And we're looking at a big series coming up here. Both the Astros and the A's are going to have the day off tomorrow. But the Astros are coming to town, and they're they're leaking a little bit of oil when it comes to injuries. As Correa has now gone on the IL with with ribs, Springer's got the bad hammy. Altuve, talk about w- w- this series because it's big for, it's huge for the A's. They need to stay pace with with the Astros. Tell me what you see with this three game set starting Friday here at the Coliseum. Well, that's a really good point, Tony. And I think if if the A's are going to make their move, it's got to happen now. This is a team that, that uh, to your point, has, has been able to survive and, 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 and nudge over 500. Uh, they've had, uh, I, I think, certainly some, some setbacks and injury issues that they've dealt with earlier in the season. But now there's a little bit of promise there when, when you think about some of the A's pitchers getting healthier and, and, and how their staff could look in the second half. There's all of a sudden some optimism there, whereas to your point with the Astros, the news, uh, I think especially on, on Correa, very discouraging out for four to six weeks. Uh, I still look at this team as being the odds-on favorite to win the division. But if, if you're going to plant some doubt in the minds of the Houston Astros, this is the time to do it. Uh, as you mentioned, Altuve, uh, there was a, recently a re-aggravation and some more uh, concern about the, the, his, his knee issue. Uh, Springer, of course, on the 10-day interlist as well with that hamstring strain. So you're, you're talking about three all-stars. And then you got an MVP in Altuve and a couple guys that could win an MVP in Springer and Correa all out. So this is your time to make your move. The A's with some momentum now. I know it's a tough loss today, but uh, I agree. I think that having uh, the Astros probably needing that data to refocus a little bit after a, a bit of a tumultuous week from a standpoint of injuries. Uh, and, and now uh, I think a big series coming up there for the A's to maybe make their move against Houston. What is it about the Houston Astros that they take people's players and make them better and I think of Justin Verlander is aging like a fine wine and he is still amazing they they bring you in and they help change your game and make you better how do they do it 
Well, it's a great question. They've got, I, I think, a, a, a phenomenal manager. I, to me, A.J. Hinch is one of the best managers in the game. Uh, I think he does a great job of, of integrating the, the new information with all of his years of experience, going back, of course, to Stanford and uh, his time with the A's. And it just, he's, he's got great perspective. A.J. is a really easy person to talk to. And, and, and that is, to me, one of the best things you can say about a manager uh, in this day and age. He's great with young players. He's great with veteran players. He really gets it. And, and I, I've been extremely impressed with him. Uh, Michael Brantley has come in and, and certainly added a lot to their lineup. I think that's, that's a really big boost for them. Josh Reddick at times has, has really become, I think, you know, not, not a big home run power guy, but I think his, his average has really perked up. He's been able to, 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 I think, have a lot of success against lefties this year. Bregman, as we know, an elite player, MVP-type candidate as well. Uh, so the, the, you're right. They've been able to bring in guys. You've got Jake Marisnik now playing a great center field. Uh, and on top of that, now having a good offensive season as well. So that they've got a great culture. And I think at the end of the day, for all the, the, the new analytical information that they get, they've got a great interpreter of that in A.J. Hinch. And I think A.J. is the guy that really makes that link so strong between the, the numbers and the front office and then the way the players play the game on the field. Well, we know you got the hockey knowledge. We'll end on this. Do the Blues have any chance against the Bruins in the Stanley Cup final? Oh, they do. Absolutely. You know, I had a chance to, to cover the Blues in the last round, and I saw up close uh, their physical brand of hockey. I think, you know, in game one, maybe some undisciplined penalties uh, that they took there in, in, in that game, leading to the way the, the Boston Bruins turned momentum back in their favor. But uh, I think going back for them to be able to play for the first time in a cup final in almost a half century at home. It's going to be a big moment for them and the franchise there on Saturday in St. Louis. And, and I think there's enough offense there. I know it's tough for Robert Thomas uh, being out for game two, but I think that they've, they've got enough offense there. They've always been a very, very balanced lineup that I think gets even deeper when they get to play on home ice to get the last change. So I, I would say it's going to be at least a six-game series. Maybe Boston ends up winning it, but I, I think St. Louis is a superb team and one that I think is, is very much equal to the task of uh, playing the Bruins here in the Cup Final. John, we always appreciate the time, and we launched this thing, and we said, who do we want to have on early? And you were <laughs> one of the names we wanted to bring on because nobody better in the business. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Be well. Tony, my, my pleasure. Uh, congrats again uh, to you and, and to Cody and all the great people there on, on, on the uh, new endeavor, and I'll be, be sure to be listening during the course of the season, and uh, all the best to you, and I uh, hope to be talking uh, A's baseball again in the future. You're the best. Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate it. Thank you. One of the really cool things that we have here with Ace Cast Live is the fact that we can be on the field next to the dugout, have the access to the players. And my next two guests are a big part of why the A's won 97 games last year. They're a big part why this team has another shot this year. The all-star, Blake Trinan, Lou Trevino. Guys, it's great to have you on. And this is kind of a, you know, a lot of people don't know, and I, I know they haven't talked to you guys about it, but this is kind of a historic thing in baseball is, we have never had – nobody in baseball is allowed to do this. We're the only team in baseball allowed to stream live and to be on the field and talk to the players like this. So it's really cool that you guys made it out. I truly appreciate it. And we'll start with you, Blake. You know, how are things going for you this season? Uh, you know, I, I think it's going pretty well. Obviously, trying to make some tweaks and, and be a little bit more consistent out there. I demand more, uh, I guess, results uh, as, a, as a player and as a competitor and myself. You know, um, and last year, obviously, it's tough to compare anything as to, as to what I was blessed with last year with this team. Um, but, uh, but you know, I'm trying to go out there and, and just do my job when, when the save situation's on the line or whenever it's tied to, to put up a zero and, and, uh, and give our team a chance to win uh, or at least stay in the game until, you know, maybe Lou rolls in there for two or three innings. Who knows? You know, you guys. I've noticed this. You guys are really hard on it on, on yourselves. You know, you know, you know, as your your own worst critic, as some people would say. And I know Lou, we've talked about this before. You really, it's you guys expect that excellence every single time you come out. Yeah, uh, I think that if you don't, if you're not striving for perfection, I know you'll never you'll, you'll never attain it. No one will ever attain perfection. But if you're not striving for perfection, then uh, you tend to be a little more. Uh, close-minded in, in, in certain things and you kind of you know you, you tend to stay the same uh, I know for me I'm always looking to, to improve what, what I what I do uh, and improve pitch quality um, location stuff like that and I'm always trying to have a perfect outing and I know it'll never happen but you know I know I know with Blake too you know and a lot of the pitching staff you know, we, we strive to be the best we can and, and that's how you stay ahead of everyone else 
everybody is always making adjustments. It's like you make adjustments from the first day in the big leagues all the way to your last game in the big leagues. So talk about, like, those adjustments that, you know, because people would look at you and your stuff and say, my God, you had one of the greatest years. Why would you make any an adjustment? Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know. I can't answer from, like, a fan's perspective, I guess. But, like, for me, like Lou was saying, you're always trying to find something because the league will try to figure you out and – you can be as elite as Craig Kimbrell and Kenley Jansen and Zach Britton, guys who predominantly one-pitch, two-pitch pitchers, right? Like you look at Kenley Jansen, dominating cutter, he could throw it 100% of the time of the year and have a great season, right? Zach Britton, same thing with his sinker. Craig Kimbrell with his fastball-slider combination. It's, you know, guys are out there and blessed to do that. And, um, you know, yeah, I could probably go out there and, and run my sinker. It's not, it's not Zach Britton's sinker. You know, I can't throw it like him every single time. You know, analytically, people might argue one way or the other, but for me, I'm not. I'm not stupid. Before I came here, my sinker against lefties was a 340 average pitch. So I'm not going to run it out there every single pitch to lefty. Do I eliminate it? No, but I have to find a way to be more combative. So I come here, I get to play catch with Lou, and he's got from day one when I saw him, probably the best cutter velo-wise and action-wise. It almost plays more like a slider with cutter velocity. And um, so how how can I take advantage of a resource like Lou and? You know, playing catch with them, messing with grips, having an opportunity to play with Tanner Roark in D.C. between him and Lou. You know, I've tried to develop a cutter. And, you know, some days it's it, – last year it worked really good for me. This year it's it's hit and miss at times. Um, it's a good pitch to, to help offset. Um, you know, is it going to sink one way or is it going to cut the other way or is it going to stay true uh, heater-wise, you know. So um, if you can find any way to keep hitters on their toes and more of a balanced approach as opposed to – leaning and cheating to certain pitches on different corners of the plate, I think it, it, it bodes to your advantage as a pitcher, and that's that's all I'm trying to do. Well, I it's, it's still shocking that Kimbrell does not have a job right now, and yeah, he's going to have one soon. It's a little through. ridiculous, actually. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's really sad, and I think things need to change. Let's end on this, and just for both of you, when you talk about playing catch with each other, it's interesting just the simple game of catch, what you two can learn from each other. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, for me, catch is the most important time in, 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 in my whole entire day. Uh, you don't have to throw 100 miles an hour every pitch to, to learn something. I know I have a little different approach than than most people. Uh, sometimes I think it drives trying a little, little crazy, but like <laughs> I, I I literally will lob I will lob everything. I don't put anything behind it. I'll be 60% effort, but I'm just trying to feel something out. You know, he he might be a little different, um, and uh, most people are different. But I'm 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 a big feel guy, so I, I like to something that. I like to uh, I, I like to feel things. I like to feel the fastball off, off my fingertips, trying to feel it out in front. Same with my cutter. Same with my two seam. You know, I'm, I'm a big feel guy. So, and then with him, you know, with the sinker that he has, sometimes it makes me try a little harder to make it move as much as his does. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, to have to have a guy like Blake um, as a, essentially a mentor. Uh, it's, it's it's pretty special. How about the chops on Manaya? It's, I mean, who? <laughs> Epic. I don't. I, I could never rock chops like that. And the fact that he's done it for what two weeks now, and he bought a top hat like that dude is. He's incredible. Ebenezer Scrooge, man. Yeah. The Samoan Scrooge. I told him he looked like a Samoan, a Samoan Elvis is what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. That's Guys, we appreciate the time. We know you got to go, but thank you so much for stopping by. As we're launching this, it's big to have you guys be a part of it. Of course, what you guys do is epic for this team, and we appreciate you stopping by. And good luck against these Astros. It's going to be a good series. Oh, well, Thanks, thank Chris, you. for Thanks having us. Us. Yeah. Josh Reddick is here with us once again. Tonight? It's been a long time. Good to see you. It has been. How's life? You. Oh, married, future dad, it's changed. Oh, baby. Life has changed. That's awesome. <laughs> daddy, daddy Reddick, huh? Two of them. Woo! Twin boys. That's awesome. Yeah. How you loving that? We'll find out. They're coming in October. Oh, twins? Twin boys, Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of, a lot of work, huh? Oh, yeah. Busy off season. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yes, appreciate that. Well, bro. I can tell you, I have twin girls who are 13. No, thanks. It's going to be really, really <laughs> tough early. But the good thing is, as they get older, they have a natural play someone to play with so you exactly. just you got to survive the first couple of years and then you're golden you've always got a buddy system right you exactly you always <laughs> and the way they the way they operate is they always have a best friend they always got someone looking after them yep. but the first two years good luck to you and your wife it's not going to be <laughs> easy you. yep it'll be fun i think it'll be exciting i think when you come back here there's got to be a lot of special vibes because i said it as we started this show today that you truly are one of the all-time fan favorites. The way that not only the way you played, we love the, how hard you played. That's one of the reasons why we love Coco so much. Absolutely. But the relationship you had with the fans, the fans in right field, 
I, I, I'm sure they still give you love when you come back. <laughs> a little bit. It's turned a little bit more into in trash talk over the years. That's, <laughs> that's great. And it might be in part to a, a misquote last year from me saying meaningful games were being played here, which is completely false because, as we all know, Coco and I have played some very meaningful games here at the Coliseum when it was the Coliseum. So um, had a lot of great times here. But, yeah, I think the fan interaction we had my first few years and how they welcomed me in, uh, it, it was really a lot of fun. And, and you know, that's what, just what you're here to do. You're here to play the game hard. And um, I learned a lot from this fellow across from me. So it's good <laughs> to see you still wears that same Oakland Raiders hat he had when we played together. You know what? <laughs> you talk about the Oakland Raiders hat. There was a, there was a moment. I know the, the fans are going to get on me about this, so I'll take a little heat off of you. There was a moment where they traded, they traded away Khalil. They traded away uh, Cooper. Yep. And I was like, man, I'm done. My whole life, I was a Raiders fan. I Big put on time. a Rams hat. I came out here throughout the first pitch, and probably because I had on a Rams hat, I spiked it. Uh, <laughs> but then I switched back. I said I just couldn't do it. Felt like I was cheating, you know. So, you had to have, yes. Yeah, I had to. That's but uh, talking about our good old days, man. <laughs> I remember uh, when we first uh, became teammates. You were really unfiltered. Gefilte fish. Gefilte fish. Yes. All my teammates have heard this story several times. <laughs> Over there on the Houston side. Yeah, let, I, I, let's tell let's tell the world about it. What, what happened? Well, what the, what the world doesn't know is that uh, Covelli Chris was <laughs> was a very big mentor, not only on the baseball field but off it as well. I was a, as everybody might know, I was a very unfiltered, mouth Georgia redneck coming over to a place that I had never really ex thought could be a possible on the on this earth in California. So, way out of my element. Um, Ran my mouth a lot, as we all know, and some things got out of line. Coco had w had one line that would come out to make me shut up, and it was gefilte fish because I was going too far. The buddy system. So I knew right then and there to shut up and, and, and change the subject. So it, taught, it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot how to, uh, you know, one, what use the what right words to say when you were talking about certain things. And then there were just some things that didn't need to be mentioned at all. So I learned a lot from that as well. Well, that's the thing that you—that—that's what veteran players do, and that's what you've become now. Is you, Coco, you gotta—you gotta help young guys not only learn how to play on the field, but you gotta help them in the clubhouse. Your money, mentorship, who—who—who—who who, who you're hanging around. I mean, you gotta help them on and off the field. Right, and one of the things you know, flipping on the other side of me possibly helping him out a little bit. I mean, he knew what he was saying. He didn't need all that. It was just fun and games, but you know. There was times where I was struggling in outfield, and we had some of our hometown fans getting on me when I miss a play, and Red would stick up for me as an outfielder out there. So it was nice to have guys like a Josh Reddick out there alongside of you to be able to be like, hey, man, relax. You know, we're human, you know. So, you know, I appreciate that, oh, yeah. and, and thank you. They still sit up there in the very corner spot right above the State Farm sign. I won't single anybody out. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they did. They hit my man hard, and I said, hey, man, shut up <laughs> other words maybe would have been said but i was just like look man this is the home team nobody likes being booed by their home fan base and you know we're here playing for all these people that are here to watch us play and like you said we're human we struggle we've all seen it and you know you just gotta you gotta pick your boys up and at the same time when he'd get down by himself i always tell him keep that chin up you gotta keep that chin up all the time brother always have my back always yep. you, you guys played in some big games and you Absolutely. guys won a lot of games what was that like the the tandem between you two because the reality is with you two, I mean, defense was so strong in the outfield. It was a hallmark of those winning teams. It was, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, the two of us, and even having Cespi out there, had, you know, a lot of great speed out there. Guys who were willing to run through every wall to make every play and pick up our pitchers whenever we needed to. Um, but, yeah, like you said, a lot of big games. I mean, you know, the year of walk-offs, I think it was 13. We had all those walk-offs. I think Coco had, like, seven of them. So that, that was a fun time. Even the playoffs, that big walk-off he pulled for us in 2012. So, yeah, a lot of big games. Prince Fielder robbed home run game three. Aww. 12, yep, right here, home first game at home in the playoffs that year. That was an exciting moment. We had a lot of, lot of exciting moments with this ball club, especially uh, here in this ballpark. Probably none more exciting than your walk-up song. <laughs> I mean, that was probably the best walk-up song in my book. I mean, I can't use mine. but no, I can't use yours. You can't use mine, no. but Careless Whisper, I mean, we had things rocking. What made, you, what, what made you use the Careless Whisper song? For those that don't know, 2014 was a struggle year for me, and um, I was battling a knee injury a lot and really wasn't swinging the bat well. I remember one day we were playing the White Sox coming into town, and we're sitting in the clubhouse. We, you know, we know we got the 1984 XM radio in, in our Oakland clubhouse from way back, and it was playing Careless Whisper on the random radio station. Man. This would be a funny walk-up song to come up to. So I said, you know, what the heck with it. I'm going to try it. First at bat, beat the shift in a single, and then went deep for like the third time that year. <laughs> so anytime you go deep with a new walk-up song, as we all know, baseball is superstitious. we got to stick with it. 
I went off, had, had a great rest of the year with that, and it got a lot more PR than I thought. And as we all know, a lot of fans here had a lot of fun with it. Even saw videos of Doolittle and the bullpen dancing. So <laughs> took off a lot more than I ever thought it would. But it was a fun time because it got a lot of more recognition than I thought. Yeah, you had the whole right field crew. Da -da -da -da, and they're waving their <laughs> Oh, man, those yep. are the good old days. See, oh, yes. Red brought that that love for the fans to the ballpark and with his walk-up song his personality out there it made it feel like a family he was a huge part of that time that era in 2012 11 or, or 13 or yep. when we made those runs yep. of bringing the fans and and the actual players making us like one you know and that was that was a testament to him with the with the pies in the face and just making it really spider-man outfit a, oh man just trying to spider, make it fun this that was, that was <laughs> yeah tell me about that how did that spider-man outfit <laughs> game? oh that was awesome <laughs> yes oh uh, well i said in the ninth inning if we walked off that game the person who walked off was gonna get pat in a spider-man suit sure enough as we all know coco was that guy and no joke i literally sprinted up to my my locker <laughs> Whole way up the stairs, taking every piece of clothing I had off, minus my chonies, <laughs> and literally sprinted into my uh, my Spider-Man outfit. And I think Dallas Braden helped help me get into it quick enough and be able to come back down here and run around the visiting side. And you know, now looking back, I didn't realize that I may have been insulting the team we walked off that day because <laughs> I didn't even think about their feelings and their reactions to it. But there you go again, just goes to show when you're trying to have fun, things go out the window and they get a little more PR than than anything. And I'll never forget. Uh, when I came up and hugged Coco, he goes, who else but Red? That's just Red being Red. So that was a good time as well, <laughs> being able to laugh that off. Well, they're saying you only have a limited time left. Let's uh, let's talk about your ball club. You guys got a really good team. Yeah, we do. It's a lot of fun being on that that ball club over there. Um, you know, another thing going back with Coco, being able to go to their place and, and sprinting to the bat rack. I remember those days in, in, you know, 14, 13, 14, when they first came over and just knowing we were going to go out there and have us a good game. Kind of roles kind of got reversed when I when I signed here. It was a little different different ball club than what I remember playing playing with and against in 15 and 16. So a lot of great young talent over there who can one drive the ball to the ballpark, score runs, steal bases. Just a real complete ball club, and they've done a great job of drafting their players and doing the right job to sign right guys. Well, and then you got some crafty veterans. I think Verlander's still doing what he's doing at his age. I mean, he, he could is. be he could be the front runner right now for the Cy Young. Very easy, you know. The the, the, the things he can do is unreal. The, the the prep work, the mindset. Even on days off when he's not pitching, he's in the dugout giving us prep pep talks, trying to get us pumped up for a win a, to win a ball game. Yeah, and you know it's crazy. I look out in there and I think I've got third most service time on that ball club, and that's hard to believe because here I am, 32 years old. It's hard to believe. Seven years ago was the first time I played here. So. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good guys, and Mike Brantley as well. Mike Brantley, who a guy who's 300 hitter pretty much every year when he's healthy, brings a lot of uh, positiveness to the field. I, I will say that to us. When we're out there, he's a great guy to have on my back because I really haven't had a, a lefty kind of another guy like that in our lineup in this ball club when McCann left. So it was good to see him come jump in and be able to relate to somebody who's sort of like me and can make me a better hitter from that standpoint. Well, I can tell you this. I've been around here a long time, and I've been doing these shows for a long time. I can tell you the fact you were you you are still a fan favorite. People still root that. for you around here, and you were a great A. Obviously, you were voted into the in the, in the, in the, in the top one hundred A's, yeah. top fifty, top fifty, top fifty. Let's get yeah. that right. Top fifty. So we were in there. They they uh, they haven't forgotten you here. You're right. you're always going to be loved. Hey, Oakland will always be where uh, I, I you know I feel like I made a, a good start for myself, made a big name, and um, you know this will always be a, a special place in my heart. And I always talk about coming back here and playing at least one more year. So. I think that would be a blessing to be able to be a part of. Well, great stuff. We appreciate it. Good luck in this series, and we'll talk to you soon. Yep, thank you, guys. All right, Red Dog. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.